Hello, and welcome to the Game Quad. My name is Jason. My name is Chris. We're back, and we're getting a, quite a little groove going here with episodes. I know, I think... <laughs> We're finally back two weeks in a row without a you know year long hiatus getting arrested for drug running in Russia and all that crap. I believe it was Haiti. <laughs> Might have been Haiti. I don't remember. Yeah, he was a little out of it then. <laughs> but um, testing the supply, you know. <laughs> but uh, how was your week, Chris? Eventful, to Anything? say the least. Uh, here you started college again. Yeah, I got back to college, went through all my classes, and got a couple days where it's super chaotic and then a couple days where only have one class which is really nice oh i bet got turned down for a job oh that's too bad dude yeah. i mean i know i know that i mean i'm looking for one as we speak i'm applying everywhere online i <laughs> just applied me jason of the game quad to be an airport security officer <laughs> i'm afraid to go to our airport now <laughs> you or should I, be i know i'm just gonna like walk in there and jason will be like get him and then i'll be like <laughs> yeah we'll tackle you stuffed into the homeland security <laughs> department area of the tiny little airport that is that's right glacier international airport <laughs> <laughs> i would too if i saw someone i know now I would see so next time he's out. working in security and i have a flight i'm gonna go in there and like wet down my face at the drinking fountain and like walk in there kind of panicky and shifty eyed <laughs> just to see what he does <laughs> i hope i get that'd be cool if i got that job but you know you know obviously it's just an application, but I'm hoping to get something steady so I can get full time, so I can, you know, get a place, uh, be able to buy video games so we can record this podcast. Because <laughs> unlike doing, say, like a movie podcast, where if you review a new movie in the theater, you pay a little bit of money to go see that. Right. If you're doing a gaming thing, you either need to have a subscription to like Gamefly or you need to rent them or buy them. Right. Kind of thing to do them. And we don't do, like, like we said, we don't do. We will do newer games on here, but obviously because money is short, we're going to – and also because it's a lot of fun to talk about games we like and older games and stuff, right? right? Like like I said um, in the beginning episode uh, over a year ago, uh, <laughs> we'll be covering everything from uh, Atari to this generation of video games type thing. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. exactly. But today, we have some news for you. And Chris, why don't you start us off with some news? Well – as far as I know, and from everything I've heard, Sopo died. It died. It's gone, ladies and gentlemen. Thank freaking God. <laughs> I know. That, I, that, that was a scare was, there. That was a scare there. And basically, America proved that, you know, we still want our rights to free <laughs> 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 But it's, tr it's true. I mean, um, I protested. I d did all the online... Um, protest and all that because yeah, I didn't I, did I didn't want that to pass because a lot of websites I like would have been censored and no one yeah, wants that type thing completely shut down and I bet we would tons be. of businesses would have just got shut down hell yeah. we would get shut down yeah if, if they may not shut us out they may just censor us we're talking about beep beep and it's a great game it's about beep beep yeah no kidding, <laughs> right? have to censor like every other word that we have in here exactly but that's great I'm glad to hear that that's down um yeah. I have some news, <laughs> because Chris seems to be our uh, local news dude, giving us all the news on here, but uh, pertaining to me, I like, I'd like i like to share this. Uh, I believe, was it, it was the day before yesterday, right? I believe so. I said the day before yesterday. They debuted, debuted in the morning uh, the trailer for the new Resident Evil movie, Resident Evil Retribution, which is coming out September 14th this year. <laughs> I know what I'm doing at midnight. <laughs> See, the thing is... 
Resident, the Resident Evil films are kind of guilty pleasures to me because I'm a big fan of the video games and for fans of the video games it's kind of popular to bash on the movies <laughs> when i saw the first one when i was about nine years old and i was i liked the movie for what it was but i was so disappointed um because I, I the first resident evil game was the first game i ever played <laughs> and um i was like oh man i can't wait to see the tyrant i can't wait to see hunters i can't wait to see chris and jill going through a mansion uh no we have uh some chick who lost her memory Going in a mansion for like two seconds to an underground lab. Uh, lasers. Oh, that's cool. Zombies. Oh, that's cool. Liquors. Oh, man, they got liquors in here. And then it's over. It's over. I'm like, wait, what? She's walking out in Raccoon City. It's destroyed. Good. But where's the tyrant? Wait, where's Chris and Jill? What the deuce is going on? <laughs> that's initially my synopsis of the first one. And then I saw the second one. And actually, the second one is on my top 50 favorite films of all time. I really like the second one just because it. Resident Evil 3 is one of my favorite uh, games. Um, and they have, it, it takes place in Raccoon City, has the nemesis in it. Jill and Carlos are in it, so I love that. Resident Evil Extinction was okay. I mean, they had the tyrant at the end of it, and that's the only part I really liked about it. <laughs> and then um, me and Chris actually uh, went and saw Resident, oh, Evil, God. Resident Evil Afterlife, uh, midnight, sh- uh, midnight Showing. And <laughs> <laughs> it was, I liked it a little bit. I okay. I admit when I saw it, I got pissed. Yeah, <laughs> because yeah. even though I'm like, man, I want to pertain to the games. Resident Evil Five, blat- uh, Resident Evil Afterlife, blatantly stole from Resident Evil Five. Yeah, and it, like <laughs> shot for shot. The, there's an end battle between Wesker and Chris and spoilers, Claire Redfield. Spoilers. It's been out for a few years, but also it's not the end of the movie. It's, I'm not spoiling the really end. What happens? Right. Chris, uh, Claire Redfield, and Albert Wesker. Which Wesker, I'll admit, I. Flippin' loved him in this movie. He was so perfect. The <laughs> he actor, was a bad He was great. In this movie. He but was the great. fight they did was exactly ripped from Resident Evil 5, shot for shot. And, like, the moves they were doing, everything. Yeah, and but then, like, there was one thing to kind of break it up. kind of break it up, but still. It's like the main character, I forget her name, and then, like, Alice, the dog. Yeah, the dog. The dogs were and ripped then it just from Resident Evil 5. Right yeah. back to shot for shot. But um, I was. And at the end, after they played a few of the credits, and then after like the cast came up, Jill Valentine there with the piece from Resident Evil Five on her chest, like controlling yeah. her, was saying like, "We're going down there. They're operatives. Remember, take no mercy or something like that." And I'm just, and that's how they ended it. And I was just like, "Hmm, okay, I didn't like this movie very much." But <laughs> <laughs> over time, I watched it, and I, it's around a. Two two and a half star movie yeah, out of five maybe. for me, but the thing is, I enjoyed. It. I had fun watching it, and Resident Evil Retribution looks really cool. Like it shows Alice on the White House, like with all like the flying things from Resident Evil Five flying around. Right. I thought that was awesome. Um, has Ada Wong, Leon S. Kennedy, Barry Burton, Jill Valentine, Albert Wesker, and I'm just. <gasps> i can't i really am excited to watch it um it looks really cool like it it, it look i'll be there opening night for sure oh yeah i'll drag him along with me i'm getting drugged to that whether i want to or not (laughs) the only problem the beginning is kind of cheap because it's like a like a commercial for all of sony's like touch held products they show like the playstation vita and like their tablet and stuff like this is my world this is my world yeah it's like this huge (laughs) sony commercial it's like hello we're we're producing this movie but buy our crap anyway exactly that's what it was 
was. It was a big commercial. And then they're like, this is my world. And then Alice comes up on top of the White House. My name is Alice. And this is my world. Like, <laughs> That's kind of corny. But after I saw Ada Wong in a red dress running around, I was like, okay, I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy with this. But what's kind of interesting about it is you look at the cast list. And it has the main girl from the first, res- the secondary character from the first Resident Evil, Rain, who is like the Michelle Rodriguez's character who died in the first one. They have the guy who played one, the guy who got like split up into all those pieces right. in the first one. They have Carlos Oliveira, who died in the third one. And they're all in this movie. And what I'm guessing is they're going to be doing a kind of flashback thing. Or something like that, which I'm kind of stoked because I loved Carlos. Mm-hmm. I thought um, Oded Fair did an awesome job as Carlos in the movies. So I'm excited to see it. And um, that I saw that that morning. I'm like, this day can't get any better. This is just awesome. <laughs> and, and, then, then, and then later that evening, I was on at the right time. It was posted like a few minutes before. The trailer for Resident Evil 6, the hmm. game, came out. Oh my lord, I almost fainted. <laughs> Seriously. I've been waiting for this trailer forever. They were supposed to show it at Tokyo Game Show um, in 2011, last year, and they didn't. They had a trailer that got released, but apparently it was a fake one. Oh, and it, really? it looks like, like, I thought it was legit, but then after I seeing this, it's obviously a yeah, fake. Yeah, because I missed this year's Tokyo Game Show. I, it, I was That's the thing. I, I didn't, remember. all I was looking for was Resident Evil stuff. <laughs> uh, but Res- but Resident Evil Six the trailer debuted uh, two days ago, and oh my lord, Leon S Kennedy is back, Chris Redfield is in it, mm-hmm. Sherry Birkin from Resident Evil Two the daughter of William Birkin the creator of the G virus, is in it. Oh my goodness, and it looks so cool. Like it's what they're stating uh, saying is like it's another Raccoon City all over again. Right. I think it's a town called Twin Falls or something like that. And Leon's like, it's Raccoon City all over again. I'm like, oh, my Lord. <laughs> I'm so stoked. And apparently there's a dude we don't see. He's hanging out with uh, Sherry in the trailer, who apparently his blood is the key to um, a cure for the virus. And that's what it looks like. Because he's like, the world just wants my blood, and they can have it if they pony up the dough. So I'm guessing that's what it is. Right. So, And it looks great. Like A lot of people complain that in like uh, Resident Evil 4 and 5 and stuff, you couldn't move while doing that looks like you could totally do that now you could run and jump and aim behind you like on the ground shooting people right uh looks like it has melee combat there's oh, one sweet. scene there's one scene where you see leon grab an axe and throw it into a zombie's head zombies oh, on the hand or back because um resident Evil 4 and 5 we had the the ganados and the magini who were just who weren't zombies they were just like mind control people right um so I'm excited. November 20th, that comes out. Yeah. I We just got back from GameStop. I reserved my copy. <laughs> um, nah, and, uh, see, yeah. you know, I'm not as big of a fan of the Resident Evil series. Like, I usually don't get excited when they release... Or when they release trailers for, like, the new games or the new movies and stuff. I know that he'll probably drag my butt over to his house. Oh, yeah. To the theaters to watch the movie or whatever. But they just released, actually, another trailer for... Operation Raccoon City. I was just about to bring and that up. I actually got excited for oh, that one. It, that it, one looks really good to me. I, I love yeah. the whole premise that you can play as either the Special Forces or... The Umbrella... Umbrella agents. Uh, yeah, exactly. The, I'm pretty sure you could play as the Raccoon City police. Def- I'm but, not sure, but I know definitely the Umbrella and the Special Forces. Right, but like, that's that's really cool to me. And the trailer they released was actually pretty Oh, yeah, great, the trailer is pretty awesome. Sweet. Um, I have that reserved too. Right. <laughs> I'm definitely going to be able to get that. Um, it comes out 
March 12th? No. It comes out around that time. I, I don't have the specific date right in right. front of me, but I know it's um, mid-March or so. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm excited for it because I remember um, one of the first trailers they put up, it showed um, the Umbrella people hunting down Leon S. Kennedy right. in Raccoon City. I'm like, oh. And they show Mr. X, the tyrant from Resident Evil 2. I was like, oh. And then they show <laughs> Nemesis. I was like, oh. And then William Birkin. I was like, <laughs> I was so stoked. Um, that's definitely one I'm going to be getting, and it's co-op. Uh, yeah. I, so I'm gonna, me and Chris are going to be able to play it. That's and it's be multiplayer. Great. Exactly, online. I'm, I'm actually yeah. really excited for this one. Oh, yeah. I usually don't get excited for these games. It's a great year for Resident Evil, I'm telling you. Yeah. Um, the last best year, I think, for Resident Evil was probably 2009, where we got Resident Evil 5 and uh, Resident Evil The Dark Side Chronicles on right. the Wii. I remember... I um the rail shooter. Yeah, on the day that like Resident Evil Five was released, they announced Upper um uh Dark Side Chronicles, and I was like, oh my gosh, another game! <laughs> I was so happy. <laughs> um, but uh, that this subject brings us into our game discussion for today. Uh-huh, after a very lengthy <laughs> news section. Yeah, well, we had Looks a lot. Looks like of... we're running thirteen minutes on it. <laughs> <laughs> but we had a lot to talk about, and it, I'm geeking out already. <laughs> but uh, in celebration of Resident Evil Retribution trailer coming out and the resident evil 6 trailer coming out and we're getting operation raccoon city in a few months i thought this would be a great time to discuss resident evil 5 more and more i find myself wondering if it's all worth fighting for maybe one day I'll find out. Should have seen it coming. It didn't take long after the fall of the Umbrella Corporation and their bioweapons to end up in the hands of terrorists. A new era of bioterrorism descended upon vulnerable countries, shifting the balance of power throughout the region. People in the destabilized areas who feared another incident at Raccoon City was inevitable. My name is Sheva Alamar. We secured the underground route to the coordinates. This whole town's gone to hell. The people here, they're acting like those Ganado detailed in the Kennedy Report. What the hell happened in here? Was the Citadel a setup? <laughs> we last met at the Spencer Estate. Wasn't it? Core performance indeed. PCA! Wow, you tore just the top of this thing, aren't you? The balance of the world is changing and you're completely oblivious to it. Raccoon City. You'll be needing a partner, right? Someone. 
soon enough. Everyone wins. You don't have to do this. You can still back out. There are no more orders from here on in. We're partners. To the end. But now that your partner has arrived, I'll leave you two to catch up. Yes, people. Resident Evil Five. Ah, oh. <laughs> finally we get to do a Resident, Resident Evil Good episode. <laughs> Released. Uh, I remember the exact date, March thirteenth, two thousand and nine, which was fr- a Friday the thirteenth. <laughs> I um, I was younger, so I didn't get to go the midnight release of that game. But I got my mom when I, because this was when I was younger. Uh, I got out of school. <laughs> I got to skip school, go and get Resident Evil Five as early as the store opened. And um, I played and beat it that day. <laughs> I got I, 14 hours, I believe it took me. Jeez. Oh, man, I loved it. I loved it. Um, obviously, we did our top 10 uh, a few weeks ago. Right. And it wasn't on my top 10, but it is definitely in my top 20. Right. I, I, I don't enjoy it as much as Resident Evil 4, but I really do like it. Mm-hmm. It's a, it is a very, very good game. Um. So coming up to Resident Evil Five, why don't we talk a little bit about the history of the Resident Evil games, huh? Um, the Resident Evil uh, series started in 1996, March 1996, with the release of Resident Evil on the original PlayStation. Right. Um, it's the first. It's a monumental game. It coined the phrase "survival horror," which mm-hmm. that genre had been around before it. And like Alone in the Dark, I believe was the first <laughs> one. Which that was an interesting little. Game. <laughs> but um. Resident Evil really brought it into the forefront, brought it into people's views, and coined the term, obviously. It was the first game I ever played um, when I was three years old in 1996, Uh, and I was scared to death of it, I'll tell you that. (laughs) I mean, now, obviously, it's not that scary. Yeah, see, it's... They did a really good job with the whole suspense thing of it, Mm -hmm. because, like, if you look at older horror games, like Alone in the Dark and, like, Dino Crisis and stuff, Mm -hmm. there's always usually some sort of music playing in the background Mm -hmm. and it's most of the time it's really faint and you can't hear it but Mm -hmm. in resident evil you usually don't get that it's usually dead silent and that's why it got Mm -hmm. so scary is because it was just so silent you know something is gonna pop around the corner see that start making creepy noises like especially when like when you started to go outside or you were in like an outside area it would be quiet but you'd hear the like like the of a dog and crickets going yeah and that like in the mansion there was music but the music was really faint but it wasn't like this over the top music it was like yeah and it was like the music and and it over it you could hear like the stepping of zombies and stuff like that it really set a mood it and, really yeah. did, and like, and I haven't played most of the Resident Evil games actually. I, he has played the first one. Though. I have played the first one, not very much mm-hmm. though. And in the parts that I played, there was either no music, very faint music, mm-hmm. and the music didn't change depending on the suspense of the scene. Like, 
it, the music in a lot of newer horror games, you can tell when something's popping up because music yeah. will be like, oh, blah, 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 like get louder yeah. and more you know, suspenseful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like you'll know something's coming up and you're expecting it mm-hmm. and it's not scary. But no, in this game, music didn't give anything away. You had mm-hmm. no context on when something was going to come up. Yeah, exactly. So that produced a lot better jump scares and a lot more suspense and stress, mm-hmm. quite frankly, playing yeah. the game. Um. But obviously, we don't want to go too much into this because Resident Evil Five is our game. All these Resident right. Evil games will have their own episode at some point. But uh, After I play them. <laughs> uh, yeah, Resident Evil One. Um, I loved it. It was really good. And then two years later, we got Resident Evil Two, which until Resident Evil Five came out was the best-selling Resident Evil game of all time. Mm-hmm. I believe it was like four point five million sales for Resident Evil Two. I loved Resident Evil Two. That's in my top ten as well. Um, very good game. What's cool about it is it split up scenarios where you could play as Leon. You introduce Leon or Claire. And it was really cool. Had some uh, good points. It was pretty freaky, too. And then uh, we got Resident Evil 3 a year later in 1999, where you were back as Jill Valentine, the protagonist of the first Resident Evil game. Mm-hmm. And uh, I loved it. Uh, it's I think it's tied with Resident Evil 2 because they take place at the same time. They're kind of similar. But the Resident Evil 3, we got, obviously, Nemesis, which is just... <laughs> awesome i love nemesis scared me to death when i was a kid because this guy would just run after you come out of nowhere and i'm it's so hard to kill him so resident evil 3 was uh great uh, i believe uh, a year later in 2000 on the dreamcast we got a game called resident evil code veronica which took place three months after resident evil 2 your back plane is claire redfield who's been taken prisoner because she uh infiltrated an umbrella uh um, facility looking for her brother um and then code veronica had a re-release of resident evil code veronica x on the ps2 which added some more cutscenes with wesker and so forth this game i will say just shortly i hated when i was younger i i hated it up until actually a few months ago when i got it on the ps3 when it came out the hd edition and I like it a lot now. <laughs> Top thirty favorite games. I love that game. I just thought I just think there's a lot of puzzle solving. You have to use your mind a little bit more than the other ones, right. and that's what I think got me. Why I didn't like it. Um, and after that, we got a few games. Like obviously there are offshoots, like Resident Evil Survivor, Resident Evil Dead Aim, the Resident Evil Outbreaks. I've played every Resident Evil game. I can say that for sure. Not all of them are great. Even though they're Resident Evil, I can say Resident Evil Survivor wasn't that good. The outbreaks were interesting. It was an interesting concept. I just didn't like it all that much. Um, But in 2005, we got a revamped style of the Resident Evil gameplay. We got Resident Evil 4. And as I said, it's my favorite game of all time. They changed the whole style of gameplay. Normally, it's a a third-person fixed-camera angle angle, uh, view uh, kind of tank controls, like you're on a grid type yeah. thing. And even though a lot of people don't like it, I do enjoy it. And then we got Resident Evil 4, which is a over-the-shoulder shooter. And the, they introduced that style of gameplay. Yeah. Exactly. Um, in 2005. And uh, obviously, I love it so much. And a lot of... But what's interesting is a lot of Resident Evil fans hate Resident Evil 4 and Resident Evil 5 because they changed the style. And me, I was a Resident Evil fan when I was a kid. I loved it. Then Resident Evil 4 came out, and I absolutely loved that they changed it. 
I mean, I like the old style too, but you know, it's nice to spice it up a little. Yeah, and it made the game a lot easier for people like me who, yeah, you know, never really played the Resident Evils. I mean, it was a brand new start on things, mm-hmm. and it made the gameplay a little easier for people like me because I mean, I'm used to you know the first person shooters and the third person action games. And uh-huh. So, like, <laughs> you know what? You go die in all. <laughs> well, you could say that on primetime TV, so I could say it here. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> Go ahead. Anyway, the you know, I didn't like, and this is true for both 4 and 5, mm-hmm. when you go to aim, the character stops. Yeah. I don't like that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you know, it made it a little more challenging. The puzzles little, were nice. A little creepier because something could come behind yeah, you. Yeah, something could come behind no you. And, like, you can't see what's behind you until they're, like, right there practically mm-hmm. hugging your character from yeah. behind saying, I'm going to eat your face now. Exactly. But, you know. And obviously with Resident Evil 4, like we said, no more zombies. Right. They were um, mind-controlled. They were called the Ganados, Mm -hmm. the Los Illuminados uh, people. Um, And then you get the Lord of the Rings rejects. (laughs) Yeah, the El Gigantes. (laughs) That's what we call them, the Lord of the Rings rejects. uh, I mean, they are. It's just like, oh, your face isn't ugly enough to be a troll, so you're going to get thrown into Resident Evil 4. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) They took... took, uh, and uh, Lord of the Rings is rejected and troll monsters just put them in their game. But um, that's the thing. I liked it with no zombies. I think it was kind of cool to bring that back. Obviously, when Resident Evil 6 comes out and has the zombies, I'm going to be stoked because I do love the zombies as well. Right. But uh, yeah, Resident Evil 4, um, a lot of people don't like it because it changed Resident Evil. It's no... It was Resident Evil 4 was still scary. It still freaked me out at a few points. I... It Well, the thing is you have to... If you're in the mood or you're in the dark, say like... Salazar's right hand. Right. When you're running away from that thing, you can barely kill it. That was creepy. The dogs were Personally, pretty Personally, I yeah. didn't find this one that scary. The scariest one out of every single one that I've played is still Resident Evil 1, just mm-hmm. because it's got that mood and tone to it that makes it a horror. And I'll admit, it was really, and I think even you could agree with this, it was a little freaky the first time you played it. The first time through, yeah. Obviously, like right game, now. Every yeah. playthrough I have of it is yeah. just less and less creepy. And that's the thing. I agree with you, but I love it still. I just love playing it. Um, I've played this game over 50 times. I know <laughs> I have. I know I may sound crazy, but uh, I've owned it on the GameCube, the PS2, the Wii, and the PS3. And I played the, P- <laughs> I played the PC version as well. And I still own the GameCube, Wii, and PS3 yeah. versions. All right, so finally but, um, we're reaching the game we're supposed to be talking. I know, I'm sorry, big Resident Evil fan. But <laughs> Resident Evil 5. But in, And to bring over, like, the control scheme is pretty much the same from Resident Evil yeah. 4. And really even, like, some of the enemy actions are taken a lot from uh, Resident Sorry, what was a, that? A little bit of adjustment. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, it's the same style of gameplay that Resident Evil 4 had. Um, the, the only uh, It's a big difference. You're playing as Chris Redfield now, mm-hmm. taking place in Africa with um, their African people you're fighting now, not Spaniards. Yeah, and I want to bring something up. When Resident Evil 5 was released... There was a huge racism, racism issue with it. Ridiculous. It's like, you know what? In the fourth game, you're blasting off the faces the of Spaniards. Spaniards, and nobody cares. And, and it, then in the fifth one, you're blasting off the faces of Africans, and all of a sudden, people are in an uproar. And so even what you, does that tell you about and Spain? And even you think about <laughs> it, the first few Resident Evils, they're white 
Americans, and like the thing is, no one has any problem with any of this. You get to the obviously, I'm not a racist. I'm not I'm gonna say that. Right. I, I, I think it's all, I think racism is just ridiculous. Like, right. people should, same here. Everyone gets equal. But, but people coming out saying the Resident Evil 5 is racist, it's like, c- come on, people. Yeah, I mean, really. seriously, how dumb can you get? The, it's like video game, and also, it's not like Grand Theft Auto Resident Evil 5. Right. You're just going there uh, killing random people. Yeah, and like Grand Theft Auto, you can kill like people of all different ages. And <laughs> ages races and races. So it's like, you know, why... Is... I thought that was extremely stupid when mm-hmm. they brought up the racism issue when they first released it. I just... I think people are being stupid. It is. Um, why don't we bring up the story of this? Alrighty. I know the story by heart. It, uh, <laughs> it takes place 11 years... Is it eleven years? Oh, let me wait. Let me. Yeah, eleven years after uh, the Raccoon City incident. It takes place in two thousand nine, March of two thousand nine, which was the month the game was released. Um, it uh, follows Chris Redfield as uh, he's a member of an organization called the BSAA, the Bio Bioterrorism Biosecurity Assessment Alliance, I believe. Um, you would know better than that. Biosecurity assessment. Yeah, I don't know why. Yeah, they fight <laughs> bioterrorism and bioterrorist acts around the world. Uh, Chris Redfield gets uh, an ear that uh, there's a deal going down in Africa to sell um, some big uh, bioorganic weapons. Yeah. Um, so he goes down there and he meets his partner, <sighs> Sheva Alamar. Oh, God. <laughs> I, just for the record, I have not met a single person that has played Resident Evil 5 that does not hate Sheva. Oh, I know. I I don't like Sheva. I hate Sheva. I don't understand. And the worst part is, this jerk always makes me play as Sheva. And then he like pulls out the freaking shotgun and just like, continuously blows her face off. And every time I walk up to the button that he's been yelling at me for, I, get I finally off go it. up. He gets off right before I get on. And then he smacks me with a stun stick and says, why are you being stupid? Push the button. I'm sorry. I just like to have fun with it. But um, the thing was, a lot of people bagged Ashley in the first one because you had to take care of her. And the fourth one, uh, excuse me. Um, but I'd much rather have Ashley around. Than oh, Shiva. Yeah. oh yeah, <laughs> even though Ashley can't do anything. You but um, <laughs> but yeah, you get um, that's another difference between this game. It finally brings in co-op, where it's yeah. uh, Sheva and Chris are two playable characters, one player and two player. You can play first player, but uh, and the AI takes over Sheva. A lot, of people, a lot of people. A lot of people. Yeah, it's, it, it, the thing. It's not that bad, but she wastes ammo and health a lot. Yeah. Like if you're in a tight spot, she can help, but you much rather have someone sitting on your couch next to you. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it takes place in uh, 2009. It's Chris and uh, this new Shiva Alamar. Which, just for the record, I think they should have brought in maybe like Chris and like his sister Claire working together yeah. or Chris and Barry working together. Wouldn't that have been <laughs> cool? <laughs> and Barry just throughout the game, it would have been awesome if he would have just kept whining about not Jill, Jill Sandwich. Jill Sandwich. <laughs> Which, I know this is a tangent real quick. On RE5 and the Mercenaries, you can play as Barry and one of his really? special moves is the Barry Sandwich. Oh, and no. whenever he hit, whenever he does like a special move, he's like, I have this or what is this? Quoting Resident Evil 1 lines. And I think it's <laughs> Awesome. Um, but yeah, uh, sorry about that. Um, so yeah, he's going here uh, to find the bioterrorist who's going to be selling these things by the name of Irving. Uh, you may be wondering why Chris and Jill aren't working together. Right in the beginning, it shows a flashback of Chris looking at Jill Valentine's grave. She apparent uh, she uh, died. Chris thinks she has died 
Okay, let me just say this is spoilers. there's gonna be spoilers. This is spoilers this throughout is a, the whole thing. This is a two year, almost three year old game. It, we're gonna spoil it, so if you don't want to be spoiled, you know, we'll warn you when we get up to there. But this is a definitely a part about that. Chris believes that his partner is dead because back in 2006, Chris and Jill were on a mission to uh, find Umbrella's co-founder uh, Oswald Lee Spencer. They get to a place to find him. And uh, Wesker is there with uh, Spencer dead on the floor. Mm-hmm. So they fight with Wesker. Uh, and Wesker, I want to I want to interject yeah. here. That was such a sick fight. It scene. was. See, Wesker, he's just he's so. You know, they got they got good guys for their mocap, and then they did getting right up and over and putting the skeletons in and everything. They did a really it, really is, good job with this it's game. So ba, and it, it, it's good. And the voice acting is great. Ooh, yeah, I'll say that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, uh, Chris and uh, Wesker and Jill fight. Chris, it looks like Wesker's about to kill Chris. He gets the one-up on him. Jill runs at Wesker, jumps at him, and they both, uh, Wesker and Jill, fall out the window, supposedly to their deaths. Right, because it's a huge drop down to a rocky grave in yeah, the ocean. Yeah, in the ocean, that, yeah. You know, your typical stereotype. Of- so um, they obviously look for Jill, but after three months, she's declared dead. So Chris, unfortunately, has to move on because they were, like, best friends. They were partners. Mm-hmm. Um, so you go through the game. You find... Irving, along with a masked woman, and uh, and like a crow mask, and let me just say, I uh, let me <laughs> let me just say, I remember I, this. I, I I'm not gonna, I'm this. not gonna say it right now. Obviously, I'll save it till later. But I totally called who that woman was. Yeah, <laughs> and I was sitting right there. We were watching the trailer. He's like, oh, I, I know bet who you that it's is. This lady, that's and it. Like, and he called it. I totally he called, called it. it on the mic. I know. I knew it. Um, just because I knew. Um, uh, but uh, they uh, chase Irving. Uh, they, um, I don't want. Obviously, you know, there's a lot more to the game. But you go through Af- uh, African places to a swamp, to an oil yard. You uh, fight Irving, which was an awesome boss battle. Just let yeah, me say, yeah. I'm trans- it's kind of like it's kind of like, like being a Salazar boss battle type thing. Yeah. Because it's kind of copycat type. Thing. It really, was. it really was, and even the characters are kind of similar. They're both annoying and just have that voice <laughs> yeah, that gets know, on your right? nerves. But it was a cool boss battle. Um, so you kill Irving. And you're going to find, uh, you're going into these caves that Irving said you'll find answers in. So you go in there, you fight some more stuff, you discover that um, an organization called Tricell, who helps fund the BSAA, which is kind of like the new Umbrella, because right. Umbrella's been uh, destroyed by uh, Wesker and right. um, the Umbrella Chronicles. Um, so you figure out that this Excella girl is like controlling all this. And then you get you get uh, to this one place. You confront Excella, and oh, comes down the stairs. His first line you hear you hear Chris Redfield say, "We want some answers." And then you hear, "You haven't changed." And he goes up, and there's Wesker, and I'm just so happy. <laughs> it shows Wesker. Wesker's there in his glory, and he looks great. Yeah, he really. He this is, game, they look good. They all looked great. They look really good. And going back to kind of the, the news section. See in the trailer for the sixth game, they look. They lo- it looks amazing. Like I, Leon, like he he looks similar to RE4, but it's like more realistic. Right. He's let his hair grow out a little. <laughs> but uh, he became a hippie. <laughs> but anyway, you see Wesker there, and um, Wesker along with all of them is the lady in the bird mask, who's been throughout this whole game, just shows up at random times, like to help Irving out or to escape and all yeah. that. It just makes your day harder. And you're just wondering, who is this? And then Wesker finally unveils. Spoiler alert. Spoiler. It's Jill Valentine. It's Chris's old partner. And he called it. And I totally called it. What had happened was that Wesker 
when they both fell, Chris, oh, Jill did not die. She was severely wounded, but Wesker, obviously, has his superhuman strength. He didn't die. Mm-hmm. He took Jill and used her as an experiment for the Ouroboros project. And that's where we get into Ouroboros. That's the big virus in this game. Wesker's plan is to spread Ouroboros across the world and pretty much it if you're not in the right if you don't have the right DNA, it'll kill you. And if you do, it'll make you like superhuman. Right. So that's his uh, evil plan. That's what you're trying to stop. But there's Jill and uh you have a great boss battle with Wesker and Jill. Let me yeah. say that. Uh, where you're fighting Wesker, you can't shoot Jill, obviously, because she's your best friend. Right. She's your partner. Uh, then you finally figure out she has a device on her chest that's injecting a, a drug. I'm such a dork. It's called P30. That <laughs> 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 uh, It's kind of like a mind control agent type thing. So she's um, being controlled, given superhuman strength. You finally get it off her, and she tells you, oh. And one of the most... <laughs> awkward yeah. cutscenes cut, ever. You're, it looks like you just have to, if you weren't at the right <laughs> angle, it would totally look like Chris is like, like feeling raping her boobs. <laughs> you're just, you're just, that's all you have to do. You just have to tear it off and obviously that's what every immature like teenager at the time we thought. But yeah, now, it's like, what is he doing to this girl? <laughs> we thought it was hilarious but then you get it off her, figure out, you have to go after Wesker, yada yada ensues, you get to Wesker, uh, great boss battles with oh, Wesker. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, uh, you eventually end up in a volcano, <laughs> which is pretty. It's like, well, how did that happen? But at the same time, this is cool. Yeah, <laughs> it's one thing. of those moments. It's like this is really weird, mm-hmm. but it's really awesome. Yeah, exactly. It's cool, and you get in the volcano. You a uh, Wesker gets into the Ouroboros uh, like spoilers. container. Yeah, well, we we've said this is like this whole like section since we said spoiler with Jill. It's yeah. kind of a spoiler <laughs> alert, but um. Where you get into a volcano and uh, Wesker uh, uses Ouroboros and becomes like a souped up Wesker type thing. Yeah. So you have to, um, so you have to fight Wesker and all that. And it's a great boss battle. At the end, he falls into lava. Oh, but Wesker, being who he is, he's still not done. Yeah. You're in a helicopter trying to fly away. He's trying to get you down with it. You get it was Sheva and Chris get uh, two <laughs> RPGs, <laughs> and uh, they blow him up. <laughs> and for the longest time, I'm like, no. Wesker's not dead. Wesker can't be dead. It just—it's impossible. But no, uh, the creator of Resident Evil came out and said, "Yes, Wesker is truly dead." And actually, if you watch it enough, you kind of see one of the rockets like kind of blow his head off, <laughs> kind of thing. But yeah, um, Wesker's gone, and obviously he's one of my—he's fa- my favorite character in fiction. Like I've said, I love Albert Wesker, and I think if there was one person to take him out. It should have been Chris Redfield. Right. So I'm digging that. Um, but yeah, that's the story of it. We've gone through it all, and obviously we don't do that much. But it's really good. It's really compelling. I, I love it. We, me and Chris have co-opted it two or three times, I believe, through right. the whole story in like one night, which yeah. is great. <laughs> Getting S ratings on everything. Oh, yeah, Despite dude. being smacked with the stun stick 30 times <laughs> yeah, trying I'm, to open a damn I, that, door. <laughs> that's the thing. I would just get like the stun rod and just slap him, and she would just like convulse like she's having a seizure. And I would just keep doing it just to bug him. <laughs> and it, <laughs> Stop it! <laughs> but um, obviously we went through the story of the gameplay. Um, some of the enemies... Like we said, it's the, they're called Magini now. They're, they have a Lost Plagas in them, just like in Resident Evil 4. And um, like I said, it's pretty much the same as in like RE4. Yeah. You have some um, 
Weird flying baddies. Weird that come out of them, like the the dogs that evolve yeah. are kind of cool. Um, the executioner. The, the executioner Magini, which I actually I have a figure up there of <laughs> somewhere so up there. They can't see where we're pointing. So oh, obviously there, I don't know why I'm there pointing. There could be you know <laughs> top of a mountain thirty miles away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Th- you should be happy. This isn't <laughs> this isn't visual. Everyone would be like, "What is up with those two pasty uh, chubby pasty, guys?" Pasty, pasty, white chubby, chubby kids. <laughs> but. <laughs> Except I'm more tan than he is. Yeah, exactly. Because I actually go outside. Leave me alone. <laughs> but, um, yeah, the executioner was cool. Some cool bosses. Mm-hmm. Like, um, the bot bat, the bat boss was cool. They had brought crab thing. Yeah, the U8 thing was cool. Um, the El Gigante thing. Mm-hmm. Uraboros, which you fight twice in it. It's like right. this big leech type thing. It's, it's really... It, it's that must a, have been a pain in the butt to, to animate. animate. I know. It's amazing to look at this thing because every part of it, this, this yeah, like blob is I, moving. I look at it and I still can't find a single solitary part that's not moving. And the somehow. thing, it, it looks so good and the, it's like weakness is fire. And when it goes up in fire, it hey, like convulses... Fire, fire. I'm gonna slap you. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's really cool and there's some cool monsters, some cool enemies and it... And it keeps you on your feet because um, unlike in Resident Evil 4, which you get you get quite a few Ganados chasing you. In this one, some points you get 10, 15 guys coming yeah. at you. And what's really cool about this one is they added more melee attacks. Mm-hmm. So when they're on the ground, you can stomp on them. When they're coming up to you, instead of just doing like a kick you couldn't already for, you can punch them. Mm-hmm. And it's really, really cool. I love doing that. Love taking on the big groups. It's really awesome. <laughs> um about weapons wise, this game this game has, has some, a lot, a lot of weapons, tons of handguns and shotguns oh, yeah. and uh, machine guns, which you only got uh, the TMP in RE4 or the Chicago Typewriter. Right, you got lots of machine guns and sniper rifles, mm-hmm. grenade launchers, grenades. It was. It's really cool. Um, yeah, there's so many weapons a in this. Gatling thing. gun. Yeah, for you Chris. Can use that. That's great. Uh, Sheva, she can get a longbow, right. which I have on my game right now. Um, my personal favorite uh, weapons, which I just keep with me at all times, because once you upgrade these weapons all the way, you get unlimited ammo for them. Right. Which obviously, once in a while, I turn unlimited ammo off and go through and collect ammo. But when I just want to have fun and sit down, I just have unlimited ammo on. Blast a few magenies. Exactly. A few Lord of the Rings rejects. <laughs> the three, the three weapons I keep, I have for a shotgun. I have the Hydra, mm-hmm. which is my favorite weapon in the game. I love the Hydra. Triple three barrel triple barrel shotgun. An unlimited rocket launcher for the bigger guys, right. and the Smith and Winston 500, Ew, which has a mag. has an attack rate attack um, of 5,000, <laughs> and it's great. It's, it's so huge. it's huge. The barrel is so long, and like obviously all of these guns are based off of guns, real that, guns. They're real, and like the Smith and Wesson mag is huge exactly. in real life. Like I've seen some with three foot long barrels. Mm-hmm. They're huge, uh, and obviously you have like all the time you have your machete. Right. You can pull out and you can yep. knife them and you can hand to hand and all that. And like the weapons I keep are usually the Ithaca 
shotgun. shotgun. Yeah. Because that's the first shotgun I had unlimited ammo for because I couldn't afford the high, <laughs> the high to get it. So he just played through that, but he's he's gotten he got really good with it. Yeah, and then I also have a Dragonov with unlimited ammo. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sticking to my first person shooter. Yeah, he's a I am a pro at sniping. sniping. He really is. I am pro. I've saved this kid's butt so many times in that exactly. game. Exactly. That's what's cool when playing on co op. You don't have if Shev, Sheva's usually just right there by your side, but you have someone playing with you. They you can, can get him up. You can get him up on this. There's one level where you're on the cliffs. Yeah. Type thing. And, and yeah. you can get like way up on top and just like snipe while the other person's mm-hmm. running through taking care of the other baddies. Mm-hmm. And then I usually have just a regular handgun or a magnum. Yeah. And I don't have unlimited ammo for any of those. But yeah. <laughs> but um. Yeah. Yeah, the weapons are cool. I love the variety of weapons that they're all based There's on. There's so ones. many of them. It's really, really cool. I love it. Um, what about we talk about um, some of our favorite parts of this game, huh? <laughs> Treasure hunting. <laughs> there's like just one level, and it's like yeah. There's so much treasure. There, there. is. There. If really you play is. the level like three times, you can buy a gun and completely level upgrade it, up. it. Exactly. That's what's great. See when me. Uh, and like, there's yeah. no enemies in that level. There's the there, bat thing comes back later in it. it then, and but, there's the booby yeah. kitchwas, which we have a nasty habit of calling booby kitchwas. Booby kitchwas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the boobies are after me. <laughs> God, we we are <laughs> sorry, but yeah, um, good times. <laughs> but yeah, that's cool. I do love having someone there to snipe and all that. Yeah, um, and I think there's a couple levels where I get the chance to just whip out my sniper rifle and be like, "On edge!" All throughout the yeah, level. Yeah, exactly. Those are my favorite levels. Um, for me, obviously, I love the story of Resident Evil. It's one of my favorite parts of it. My there's a one scene and just there's just so much emotion that I literally I love it. It's a scene where you get the device off of uh, Jill, and they're just sitting there and they're, uh, the music swells and uh, Jill's like you have to go after Wesker and Chris is like I'm not just gonna leave you here and she's like you have to uh, if Wesker succeeds or Boros will be spread across the globe, right. <laughs> millions will die. I know this. I have this memorized. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah and there's the music swells and Jill. She's just like pleading to Chris, and it's just there's so much emotion, and it's so cool. And obviously, Wesker, every time Wesker's on screen, I just love it. He's so cool. The boss battle, where, um, not the, I like the lava one, it's cool, but the one where you're on the ground and like the ship on where, uh, right. right in front of the like uh, plane, uh, the jet thing, uh-huh. and uh, you have to turn off the lights so he can't see you, shoot a rocket at him, and then shoot like your regular gun to blow him up to like inject the virus into them to, to into him to weaken him type thing right. and then you go up in the plane where you have one of those like you have to press the right button at the right time complete global saturation <laughs> oh, <laughs> don't no. don't you, <laughs> sorry we'd have to put an explicit rating if chris says what he thinks on there <laughs> but um obviously the actor they got dc douglas he's a great voice actor and he um one thing you guys may know, uh, may uh, find interesting, you know the Geico commercials where um, they say uh, this so and so chick isn't a uh, actor, not a real, real actor, actor so we so hired, hired a real actor to come help her. The voice who says that is the voice of Wesker, mm-hmm. and I love it. I'm like, and he's I, been on a couple Future Weapons as a, or not Future Weapons, the some the air, uh, army, yeah, the just, army. He's been on a few like documentaries and stuff, and he does the voice of the. Like the main Gek in Mass Effect Two, right? Yeah, um, yeah, it's really cool. He's a great voice actor, and obviously, I was kind of upset when they replaced the guy they got for like Resident Evil Code Veronica and Resident Evil Zero because I thought he did a really, 
um, really good job. Um, but I'm totally cool with this yeah. with DC Douglas. He does such a good job. Uh, he uh, was in the uh, he did the voice in the Umbrella Chronicles and Dark Side Chronicles for a little cameo in there, and it's pretty darn cool. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, that any part with Wesker, I love. <laughs> I really do like the battle where you're on the back of the truck shooting the machine guns the machine yeah, right on the motorcycle. That one was pretty fun too. That was cool. I enjoyed that one. Um, but yeah, well. I think we've talked this out a little bit. How about we give it our star rating? What about you, Chris? What's your star rating of Resident Evil 5 out of five stars? I give it three. All right. Obviously, I'm not a huge fan of them. There's a lot of gameplay aspects that I don't like about it. Mm -hmm. Mainly the not being able to To move move while you're aiming. And when the characters, when you're not constantly holding down the run button, they move so slow. They do. It it can get rather sluggish. Thing is, I... could annoy people and like yeah, and that does yeah. annoy me on, it just gets yeah. so slow and the controls really aren't that intuitive at first you give it exactly what adam sessler on xplay gave it which i hate i I, I no no no, no. <laughs> I, I i respect your opinion more than i respect his because they loved resident evil 4 right. like they said um, i remember one episode where they said it's the the what's it they called it the best game they've ever reviewed Right. I remember back in like 2008, they said it's the best game they've ever reviewed. They get to RE5, I'm like, well, obviously they're going to love it. And all it is, is him, excuse uh, excuse the French, is bitching. Yeah. That's all he's doing, he's bitching about it. He's like, you can't do this, this is what happens, this is what's wrong with it. And then he says, this is not a terrible game. I have a lot of problems, but that doesn't mean I enjoy playing it. But it's just, it's a different kind of genre. It's not a shooter it's not a first-person shooter. It's not like a Gears of War type thing. Right. That's its own genre. The whole, you're standing still, you can't move behind you. I'm used to that because I, I can uh, differentiate between that and, say, Gears of War type thing. Um, but I respect your opinion. I agree. Uh, mm-hmm. um, I don't agree Although, with your opinion. Like, yeah. when, I, when I look at it, too, like in the post-production, because you have the special mm-hmm. edition with the DVD and all that. Yeah, I watched that. Some of the stuff that they put into it was really cool. They put and so much work they into They put a game. lot of work Especially into Especially the cutscenes. Although, I have to admit, watching the transformation from the voice actor, because they got the voice or, actors to do a lot of the mocap as yeah, well. Yeah, exactly. Of to, Irving? No. Of Irving, Irving, yeah. Irving creeped me yeah, out. Yeah, exactly. The voice actor, his facial expressions creep he me He gets really out. into it, yeah. But no, like the dude for Chris. Yeah. If you look at Chris in the game and you look at the guy who played Yeah, Chris, he's, they're like, so different. How did you go from big muscular buff dude yeah. to really tiny scrawny guy? Yeah, exactly. Because the voice actor is tiny. That man. He is. Is like a toothpick. And then all of a sudden in the game, he's just like, uh-huh. This dude uh-huh. looks like he could... <laughs> Oh, Chris this has dude, a... This... <laughs> Chris has a man crush uh, no. here. This Chris... dude looks like he could freaking lift a house. Okay? This guy is huge. And they got him from this tiny man. I'm going to slap you. <laughs> Chris and You know Chris. what? If you guys hear a slap here pretty soon, this kid's going to get it. Okay, it's not as bad as... Okay, so, like, the guy I'm man-crushing on, apparently, is, like, <laughs> what, 20 years old? The guy that Jason's man-crushing on is, like, 50 years old. Hey, I love Wesker. <laughs> hey, Chris was 35 in Resident Evil 5. Excuse Whatever. you. Whatever. He looks 20. <laughs> okay. Okay. But, yeah, he's buff. I'll admit that. He's, he's like, huge. huge on steroids type thing. But, um... It's, like, more buff than freaking Arnold Schwarzenegger was. A little uh, trivia here for you. The same guy who voiced Chris Redfield in Resident Evil 5 did the voice of Curtis Miller in the animated Resident Evil uh, CGI movie, Resident Evil, uh, what is it called? It's not Damnation, that's the new one. Uh, Degeneration, Resident Evil Degeneration. Because right. I'm thinking Damnation, which is the new one that's going to be coming out this year, I actually believe. 
Um, but me for star rating wise, I give it a solid mm, four, but could easily be a four and a half type yeah. thing. I would say four. I'm gonna stick at four because I really I know this may sound like a cop out, but I can't really say why I love Resident Evil Four so much more than Resident Evil Five. I really don't. I like that they got back to the story in RE5 because the story is really compelling. In RE4, it wasn't really part of the main story. But then again, I don't know. I, I, I liked I liked in RE4 the diversity. Right. Like you, you're in a village and then at the, by the end of the game, you're on an island with guys shooting guns at you and stuff. Right. And that's what's re- really cool. I love the diversity of it. And also, there's not a lot of emotion in RE4. And I... It, so I... I kind of like that because right. I, I, I need to be in a certain mood to play RE5 because, or else I just click through the cutscenes type thing. But um, yeah, four stars. It's on my top 20 probably. I would definitely say it's in my top 20. I, I like this game. I really, really like it. Bringing Wesker back, although why the heck did you kill him? Damn you. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, it's good. Huh. Whew. RE5, I'm getting done. all worked up. <laughs> We're done with We're t- it. Um, yeah. Uh, I guess I'll mention our email, uh, which is a gamequadpodcast at gmail.com. Write in, uh, tell us um, what you think about Resident Evil 5. Uh, tell us your favorite parts, what you think of it, um, if you're anticipating Resident Evil 6 or not type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, any any kind of uh, – anything would be great. Uh, constructive criticism. Uh, we, we Negative w- criticism. Negative – exactly. You, we welcome it. Like if you think we're doing something wrong we could do it better, tell us, please, because we we're new at this. Um, obviously our podcast probably doesn't sound as good as some of the more high end podcasts out there, right. but that's just cause we're, we're two, um, teenagers sitting here with a microphone hooked up to an older computer type thing. Right. And really, and obviously it's, oh, I'm not, I'm not going to release something that you can't, that's like so bad to hear or just like hurts you. I'm, right. I, I put a little, I put quality into it, but, um, yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> shut up <laughs> but you just uh tell us what you think really because really i love podcasting i've been listening to podcasts for years my um my uh inspiration to do a podcast was uh i'll mention i'll pimp some guys out for a second a guy named ty who um hosts the crossroad uh well he uh used to coast the uh host the crossroads podcast based on the um hit television series supernatural um but he uh he did a podcast back in the day called game um what was it called? Uh, oh, oh my lord! Um, hold on. Uh, it was well, since he can't think of it. No, I can think of it. I can think of it. You know what, Chris? You know what's really cool about technology? Let me tell you something about technology. It was you called Do- It was called Doomcast, and that was the first. You podcast. forgot Doomcast. I know. Well, the thing what is, what is I, wrong with? Well, you? see, the thing is, they have they stopped recording in two thousand and nine, and I haven't listened to it in like a year. But they started releasing episodes again, which um. It's really cool. You look up Ty. He does another show called The Projection Booth, um, and it's all on the Crossroads feed. So you go look up Crossroads Podcast on iTunes. You'll get it. He's a great guy. He's what got me into it. Uh, another inspiration is a guy named Jason who hosts uh, – uh, I think how many – he does so many podcasts. It's kind of out there. <laughs> I listen to one of his podcasts at least once a day probably. If I'm just sitting here doing something, I listen to either – one of his podcasts is called Flicks. Which is a movie, which is a show kind of like this one, but they review movies. Film and Focus, he does with a guy named Danny, where uh, it's a more analytical look at movies. They like break down a movie to see how it is. 
I believe, I'm not sure, they still do one called The Shadowy Flight where they talk about the old Knight Rider show, which is actually kind of cool because that's really retro. Nice. And uh, he's the new host of um, Crossroads along with a girl named Stars on that. So he's a great guy. I've emailed into him. He's a friend on Facebook. I've talked to him a lot. Really good guy. They're my inspiration to get into this, and I love it. I mean, do you like podcasting, Chris? Yeah, I love it. I mean, what got me into it was uh, the podcast Stuff You Should Know from HowStuffWorks.com. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, Chuck and Josh, they're goofballs. And mm-hmm. They're hilarious to listen to, but it's always fun to listen to because they are they know what they're talking about, and it's really informative, but it's just fun to listen to. Mm-hmm. And then um, the guys over at Giant Bomb, hilarious. <laughs> and they talk about games. One, yep. They talk about games. I remember one of the ones that I kept listening to, especially during finals, um, was the one that they did right before Mass Effect 2 came out mm-hmm. when they got their hands on on it. And it was like three hours long mm-hmm. is how long this podcast was. But it was so funny to listen to. And it was like it made you anticipate the game even more. So I listened to them. And then there's a video one that I listened to. Or watch. Um, no, I listened to it. You I don't really video. watch it. No, I You don't. just listen to it? Yeah. Wow. I mean, this one, it's a video podcast, but it doesn't. it's more like a slideshow kind of thing. Uh-huh. So it's not really that necessary to watch. Mm-hmm. But it's um, stuff they don't want you to know. Mm-hmm. And that's like a big conspiracy theory one. Oh, but yeah. It's, like, it's fun to listen to, just to listen to how many whack jobs out there believe total crap. Well, they think it's legit, but it's kind of it's kind of fun to listen to. I would yeah, think. it's yeah. fun to listen to all the theories on like you know stuff like the Bermuda Triangle, mm-hmm. and Waco, and you know all these huge things. It's well, fun to um, listen to. before I forget, uh, because I said this guy Jason does so many, I mentioned this one to Chris, which we got to get you into it. Uh, a podcast called Show Me the Winston. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he does. Which uh, if you're not into film or anything, like because most of his podcasts are on uh, movies, go listen to Show Me the Winston, which is for everyone else. It's uh, Three guys, Jason, Dan, and Aaron, sitting down, drinking a beer, and just randomly talking. And it's actually, it's really entertaining. It's really funny. Um, very good podcast. Uh, but yeah, uh, we're on Facebook, so you just look up the Game Quad, like our page. That'd be really great. You can We post what we're doing on there when new episodes are released, release some news on there. That'd be great. Um, but yeah, uh, we have our next episode planned for next week, which... Uh, all right, we're getting into a kind of a groove where we review, say, like two video games and then do like a special episode, mm. whether it be a top, a top 10, 10 or... or I'm thinking maybe it'd be kind of cool to talk about like a genre of video games right. um, or special ones, history of video games type thing. We have a top 10 coming next week, which I'm really anticipating. <laughs> this time we promise we're going to try and keep it under an hour. I know, exactly. Well, <laughs> even though the top 10s do get a little lengthy and obviously, we're not going to... We won't We're not going to go into burn. every yeah, single exactly. one. We'll just like list it, why we like it. And then once we get to like the top three, we'll discuss We'll really more. talk about it. Because our top ten games, and obviously you can understand, it's our top ten games. Right. It, you probably had to take two days to listen to that one. But um, <laughs> yeah, our next episode will be our top ten boss battles mm-hmm. uh, from video games. It's our personal favorite. It's um, I think maybe it'd be kind of cool in the future to do like an objective one, like the most influential boss battles type right. thing. But um, our top ten boss boss battles is next week, and actually we have our next episode after that planned. Uh, we're gonna be talking about um, two K's games uh, classic uh, Bioshock. Great game. Gr- very good game. We're gonna be talking about that uh, the week after that. So we're getting into a groove here. I'm liking it. Yeah, yeah. We're finally we're finally back. <laughs> we're real. back. I mean, you have to give it like an episode or two to make sure. Okay, are these guys really back? But no, we're really getting into a groove. We're gonna be back for sure. Um, 
Is there anything else you'd like to bring up? Um, not really. Not really? Uh, not really. Well, alrighty then. Um, I guess until next time, uh, my name is Jason. And my name is Chris. You guys have a good one. Testing, testing, one, two, three. Marsupials do. Because they're fast. <laughs>